With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Bragging rights and huge cash prizes are up for grabs this weekend and all season long at DraftKings, the leader in one-week fantasy sports. And this week, you can enter a contest for free with your first deposit. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every run, pass, catch means more with DraftKings. It's simple. Just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Nothing adds to the excitement of watching the game quite like having a shot at millions of dollars in prizes. DraftKings has paid out billions of dollars to winners since 2012, so they know a thing or two about cold, hard cash. Download the DraftKings app now. New users enter code BMF during sign-up. Play in a contest for free this weekend with your first deposit to compete for your share of cash prizes. That's code BMF only at DraftKings. Make it rain. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Jim Cramer dominates Wall Street. And now he's teaming up with Bill Inwright to help you dominate fantasy football. This is Bull Market Fantasy, presented by DraftKings. Yo, what's up? Welcome inside the Bull Market Fantasy Podcast, brought to you by DraftKings, Corey Parson, the fantasy executive. Fink, uh, fantasy, fantasy Frankie and Bull Market Bill coming to you on the day after the election. We're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk some fantasy football Get ready for the second half of the season, Bill. What's going on with you, my man? I'm doing well, Corey. I'm, I'm excited for football, and hopefully this Thursday night game happens between the Packers and the Niners because I think we all need a little bit of a distraction right now. No doubt about it, Frankie. What's going on with you, my man? And what's the latest that you're hearing on this Thursday night game? Yeah, unfortunately, I'm hearing that there's a strong possibility that this game could be moved as uh, not only is it one team that's being affected, it's both teams being affected as Kendrick Bourne plus several other members of the 49ers uh, have tested positive for the virus. And is also uh, on the Packers side, we're learning that Jamal Williams running back as well as A.J. Dillon, they've also tested positive for the virus. So there's cases on both sides. So there's a strong indication right now from my Vegas sources that this game could be moved. And it looks like that, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire, as that game is now down in betting purposes in all areas out here in Vegas as well as globally. All right, so let's get ready to hop into it and get ready for this week in bull market fantasy. We always start, Bill, with a little bit of buy or sell. Right now I want to talk about a tight end who was looking real good at some points this season but seems to be struggling these past couple of weeks. You buying or selling Mark Andrews? I'll be buying Mark Andrews. I always want to buy a low. You see what he did in weeks four and five, three touchdowns in two games, then back-to-back weeks with no touchdowns. And he, I think he has a pretty good schedule coming up. He plays the Colts, the Pats, Titans, a game against the Steelers again. But you look at his fantasy playoff matchups – Cowboys, Browns, Jaguars, Giants. Uh, that includes week 13 with the Cowboys, obviously, if you're pushing for a last playoff spot. So that's the kind of tight end that I'd want on my team uh, for, for a really deep playoff run. Would you agree with that, Frankie? It's time to buy Mark Andrews if somebody's a little bit ready to sell on him? 
Yeah, 100%, because it's easily the uh, weakest position that's out there in all of fantasy football. And if anybody's willing to punt on him, Bill alluded to, and he highlighted exactly what I was going to be talking about, which was his playoff matchups. I always try to look at those, you know, in that, that look-ahead spot. And, you know, listen, right now I know a lot of Ravens fans as well as all fantasy owners are concerned with the production not right now of not only Mark Andrews, but the entire Ravens offense, specifically coming from the leader of that team in Lamar Jackson, who's put up disappointing numbers. But as Bill alluded to, I think that the favorable matchups come playoff time. I think that you'll see Lamar Jackson and his Ravens offense get back on track. Going to be interesting Thanksgiving night when Baltimore and Pittsburgh meet again. Going to be fun to see how that one goes down. Hopefully Mike Tomlin does not try to trip anybody on the field. <clears throat> how about that, Bill? Remember that one? <laughs> yeah, that was great. That was Thanksgiving night as well. Yes, that's right. That's right. Uh-huh. That's, that was Thanksgiving a great night. memory. Tomlin. I love Mike Tomlin, man. He's a wild dude. Yeah, I I would love, like, he's the kind of coach that you want to play for, I feel like. What about Matt Rule? Because we're about to talk about the Carolina Panthers right now. And DJ Moore, you buying or selling? I'm buying DJ Moore. You know, it's kind of incredible. If you look what he did in yardage-wise weeks five through seven, 93 yards in three straight games. Not 92, not a couple games in 91 and then 93. No, 93 yards in three straight games exactly on the money you also scored three touchdowns during those games now i don't know what's going on with the targets because no matter if he gets up 11 targets or, or five targets he always seems to come around with you know four catches or five catches for that 93 yard mark um the game against atlanta it was pouring rain he wasn't involved in the offense early on i think if people are willing to sell him low uh sell him now i'm willing to buy low a uh, couple high, <clears throat> excuse me, a couple high scoring matchups coming up uh, the next month of the season for the Panthers with the Chiefs, Bucks, Lions, and Vikings all on the schedule. Frankie, a lot of what DJ Moore has to do, not, not a lot of it, but all of it has to tie into the play of Teddy Bridgewater. So you trust Moore enough to buy low? Yeah, I definitely believe in that. I, I think that DJ Moore will be the most fantasy relevant wide receiver on that team. You know, I know that right now a lot of there's been a lot of love for, you know, my guy, Robbie Anderson, who I always respected and think he was completely underutilized and used in the wrong fashion by the New York Jets and Adam Gase last year. And case in point, look at the numbers as he's exploding in Bridgewater's offense. I think DJ Moore will find more uh, easy brackets coming down the middle of the field and, you know, probably in that deeper half, you know, going for those 15 plus yard uh, routes that he's usually accustomed to with maybe, uh, you know, I could see right now, it looks like they're using Robbie Anderson more on those slant patterns underneath. And I think he's going to find that a little bit more accustomed because I think the opposing defenses are going to start to have to bring, you know, some of those uh, linebackers and safeties up into the box to account for Christian McCaffrey and his ability to receive the ball out of the backfield. So DJ Moore, he's definitely a guy I want to buy on because I actually believe in his abilities and I believe that he's actually you know in in line to see some sharp uh, production like we saw in weeks five through seven when he put up double digit fantasy point um, productions in PPR league so far and I know that he's had some stinker performances last week was not so good with that two for 55 you know against Atlanta but he still did have six targets so we know that Teddy B loves him and we know that he's still going to get peppered with balls Bridgewater, uh, Bridgewater will find a way to make sure that DJ Moore he's a guy you want to buy on if anyone's looking to sell Bill early parts of the season Josh Jacobs was looking like a potential breakout candidate running back not so much the case right now you buying or selling Jacobs yeah, he's coming off a game with 128 yards, but it took 31 rushing attempts for him to get there. Now, I don't know how many times he'll get more than you know 25 carries in a game. He's only done that twice so far this year. So 
that might have been a little bit of an outlier, but the problem with Josh Jacobs is right now, he was catching the ball a lot to start the year, and that was a knock on him uh, heading into the season that that the Raiders were not going to use him as a pass catcher. But if you look at the first month of the season, he had uh, – I'm trying to do some quick math in my head, and I'm not good at math. Nine plus four is uh, – what is it? Thirteen? Thirteen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thirteen catches in the first <laughs> – Thirteen catches in the first four games – uh, and then he kind of he kind of slowed down in that regard a little bit. So if you're in a PPR league, Josh Jacobs is someone that maybe you want to try to sell after this 128 yard performance. And by the way, he did not catch any passes in that game when he had 31 rushing attempts. What do you think, Frankie? Time to sell? Oof, uh, it's a tough call. I, that this, this could go either way. I really don't have a strong opinion. I don't think it's really something I want to be selling for right now, but. I, I, Bill makes some good points there, but uh, it, it's tough right now. I'm 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 se- severely concerned about selling any of these guys right now. Running backs. Get, yeah, I mean because you, you see all the injuries coming down, and now we got COVID nineteen facing us every week. It seems like I mean, w- look, everyone's going to be going off the waiver wire most likely to grab one of these running backs whenever this game is played for the Green Bay Packers. Now, I mean, it's just it just continues, and I, I for me, I'm not selling on anyone who's a known commodity at the running back position. If anything, I'm I'm buying any place I can because I'm worried that by playoff time. It's going to be a battle of attrition and who's really left on the field between injuries and COVID-19. And I want the players where I know that I have a known commodity. I know what I'm getting as opposed to, you know, guys that are coming off, you know, uh, possibly the practice squad and now getting opportunities. It makes things real difficult, guys. I want to be buying on anything I know. All right, let's get over to back to wide receiver position, Bill, with Devontae Parker. Seen him catch a touchdown pass last week from Tua Tunga Viola. What do you think about D. Parker? Listen, last year we saw the breakout, kind of brought back into it again. This year it's been up and down, though. What do you think? You buying or selling? You think it's a market, first of all? I, I don't know if there's much of a market for Devontae Parker. I think that that was a good little uh, caveat you put in there because – He's not going to really excite a lot of people. And and when you're making a trade, the idea is that you're either trading for a player that you know can drastically improve your team or you're trading away a player that is going to help you get a big return. And I don't think Devontae Parker is, is going to fit into either one of those categories. All right. What do you think, uh, um, Frankie? I'm selling. This is where I'm hitting the sell button quickly. I I actually worry about this entire uh, Dolphins offense going forward, you know, in terms of putting up the numbers that most fantasy owners want. From a betting perspective and from a overall winning perspective, I think that they stand a strong chance because I think that defense is completely underrated and it's going to keep them in ball games. But I'm worried about Tua becoming more of a game manager the same way that he did last week when the defense and special teams stepped up and played a big role in their victory. And he was only only asked to throw for less than 100 yards. I'm, I'm worried that those games could be more uh, common going forward than a lot of fantasy owners are really going to want to accept. So right now, you know, we already have an injury, I believe, to uh, Miles Gaskin, who's going to be missing some time. Now we're going to see maybe Jordan Howard more. We're also going to be seeing uh, Matt Breida maybe come back into fantasy relevancy. But, you know, overall, from a, from a passing standpoint, I'm not so sure when we're really going to see the training wheels come off for this kid. I think they want to really protect him. They don't want to really have him take any blindside hits to that to that hip right now they really want to get on his feet wet and that really is a downplay for me at the wide receiver position I am down if I have the opportunity to sell on either Devontae Parker 
or uh, Preston Williams, their other wide receiver, as well as their tight end, Mike Kosicki. I would be looking to sell on all three of those skill position players because I'm just not sold that they are trustworthy, especially come you know playoff time if two is going to be asked to become more of a game manager and just not make the you know critical mistake as opposed to being a gunslinger and putting the ball down down the field. All right, let's stay right here, Frankie. Let's transition over into the rest of the season. Talk about what we look at, compare players, and what we think about their value for the rest of the fantasy season. Um, Let's start, right, with an interesting one at the running back position. At least I think it's an interesting one. Who would you rather have, Frankie, rest of the season, James Conner or James Robinson? Uh, for me, I'm going James Conner here. I want the team that's undefeated. I don't want that struggling team right now. We already know that Gardner Minshew is already going to be out this week. We don't know if that's, that injury is going to keep him out for an extended period of time, possibly. And I'm worried about the ability of opposing defenses not to stock the box and take away James, Ro- James Robinson's you know ability right now. Now, all fantasy owners know James Robinson has burst onto the fantasy scene this year and completely exceeded all expectations. But I'm worried about serious regression now as teams maybe can load up that box with eight and nine man fronts as they dare the Jaguars to put the ball in the air and look to take Robinson out of the equation. For me, James Conner, I believe, has a better ability to put up solid fantasy points as opposed to James Robinson because of the ability of Ben Roethlisberger and that passing attack and that undefeated passing attack of the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's dynamic. They have skill position players. Uh, Deontay Johnson is a guy that is a, you know, a solid player right now for them, as well as we know Chase Claypool, Eric Ebron. He's always a touchdown threat in the red zone. That team can move the ball. For me, it's James Conner over James Robinson. Sound like he said that pretty easy, Bill. Would you agree? I do think it's pretty easy. And and the first point that Frankie made about the Steelers being undefeated, I always want players on on really good teams, and the Steelers are one of the best teams in the NFL. I don't think it's much more – I don't think there there needs to be a whole lot more to explain than that. Um, Frankie went into great detail on how much the Jaguars are going to struggle without Gardner Minshew, and they were struggling even with Gardner Minshew. So now that they're on – what's his name? Jake Lutton. Uh, from Oregon State that many of us don't even know. We had a Google on the other day. Um, he was, he yeah. was, uh, he was, he, where, Frank, where did he start? He started at Idaho University and, yeah, then, and, then, transferred, and then transferred, yeah, transferred to Oregon State. So I will be taking James Conner in this argument. All right, let's go, Frankie. Frankie, my guy, let's get back. Let's look at some wide receivers. And we got a rookie one and a second year guy. Got a pair. Well, we just talked about a team, uh, a player on the Pittsburgh Steelers. We're going to stick with those Pittsburgh Steelers. Deontay Johnson or T. Higgins? Now, here's where I'm actually going to transition. As much as I love James Conner on that offense, I would actually go with T. Higgins here. And the reason why I will is because of game flow and game script. I suspect that in a lot of these games, if I, I've been looking at the look-ahead lines going forward, because as a fantasy player, one of the important things that I do uh, is I always look at Vegas. What's Vegas? What's the odds makers telling me? And I look at those lines for the games coming up in weeks 12, 13, 14, 15, and almost every single one of those weeks – the Cincinnati Bengals are an underdog, just like they've been almost every single week this year in the NFL, you know, so far. And if that's the case, then I want a team that's going to be, you know, favored to be coming back and it be in passing situations, especially in the second half of games where, where you know, the Bengals could be in full pass mode. We already know that Joe Burrow is showing that he has a tremendous arm and a tremendous talent, and it's translating to the NFL level. And for me right now, guys, 
I think T Higgins is the guy to own and Tyler Boyd is still putting up great numbers, but it looks like it's T Higgins, Tyler Boyd. And I don't even know who that other guy is on that team. That is a fantasy. You know, a lot of people love at the fantasy wide receiver position and we're expecting a bounce back here if he could stay healthy, but it looks like he's completely disinterested in football. So for me, with the way T Higgins is getting peppered and all that target share, I would actually lean towards Higgins here over Deontay Johnson, who I do love, but I just believe that going forward, Higgins is the more reliable player with a higher ceiling in many of these contests that the Bengals are going to be taking part in. A lot of love for Higgins right there um, from Frankie Bell, and a lot of love for Higgins in fantasy circles, but Deontay Johnson on that offense, we know how these Pittsburgh Steelers wide receivers can get hot. Who you like rest of the season? The, the problem with Deontay Johnson is he, he he certainly can get hot, but he can also stay healthy. Get, he can't stay healthy, exactly. <laughs> and, and that's a problem, especially if you're looking to make the playoffs. You need all your fantasy football assets available to put in your starting lineup. And because it, and listen, we, we can always say, well, any player is injured, prone to injury. Yeah, 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 I get it. But right now, Deontay Johnson, Deontay Johnson is the one that has been dealing with injuries all season. So for that reason, I will take T. Higgins. Uh, and Joe Burrow has just been on an absolute tear. Not to say that the Steelers haven't been, but we know the Steelers have a lot of weapons. The Bengals do not. So I will take T. Higgins in this one over over uh, DJ. All right, so let's get into it, Frankie. Zach Moss or Damian Harris? This is absolutely a no-brainer. I don't even think this really? is really. Yeah, I think this is not even up for discussion. I gave this as, you know, one of my uh, – in the SI Fantasy, I gave this as a droppable a couple of weeks ago saying that uh, Devin Singletary, that the port, the torch was going to get ready to be passed. Again, you know, prior to that New York Jets game, I said get ready because they are going to start to feed Zach Moss the ball, and Zach Moss is going to be a guy on a first-place team, on a team that's going to be fighting for the playoffs, fighting for an AFC crown, and maybe fighting even for, you know, a top two overall seed when it's all said and done. We don't know because of that division is so week at the bottom the bills may very easily be a, a double digit win team this year so they might be fighting for a buy and i think that one of the guys that they're going to look to rely on we know the winters are really brutal up there at orchard park you know that the snow and the wind is going to play havoc and i think zach morse is going to be a guy that the buffalo bills are going to rely upon and i think going forward he is a tremendous opportunity to really succeed in that offense we saw last week he found the end zone twice against new england and on the other side of the ball i don't trust anyone right now if i had the opportunity i would sell every single skill position player including cam newton who i suggested several weeks ago cutting from your team in the droppable section as well and i had a little bit of pushback with that so far from that when i did that and a lot of people said how could you be cutting cam newton cam newton i listen i love cam newton i'm an auburn guy he got me a national championship there almost a decade ago and i love his is you know everything that he did for War Eagle. But I'll be honest with you guys, there is just no way that he should be starting right now in the NFL level. I think that his injuries are really hurting him. He had a critical turnover again in that game. But Damian Harris for me, this guy's, I don't know about you, Bill, but for me, this is like easy no-brainer. This is probably the easiest one that you've put up on the board here this week, Corey. Zach Morse all day over Damian Harris. Bill, I, 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 Frankie breaks it down and makes good points, but somebody got to be the offense in New England, and Zach Moss is in a timeshare. Well, I think there's no bigger timeshare than than in New England, right? I mean, you have James White, you have Sony Michelle coming back from that COVID list, you have Rex Burkhead, and then you have Damian Harris. There's four well, guys. I, I'm kind of Xing Burkhead and 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 uh and, but, and Michelle but out, but why they're still being used? That's true. I mean, at least in Buffalo, it's two guys, right? We we can agree on that. There's only two guys there in Buffalo, and 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 Moss is the one that has been outproducing Singletary. With the Patriots, 
their offense is going in the wrong direction. That's the first thing. And then the second thing is I, I do think it's going to be um, we, we need to come up with a, a better phrase for when Belichick screws over a fantasy managers, but whatever that phrase is that we come up with, th- that's what it's going to be in that backfield. Yeah, it's interesting. You never know. It's been that way for years, but I don't know. I think that Damian Harris is the best back in that backfield, and they got to move the football some kind of way. But then again, they may just not move the football at all. So let's get ready to see what we like on DraftKings Sportsbook. I mean, excuse me, that's DraftKings Sportsbook on DraftKings.com this weekend. For all you daily fantasy players, time to see if we are going to fade fabs. We are looking this week, Frankie, at some tight ends. And the first one from the San Diego, I mean, excuse me, the Los Angeles Chargers, Hunter Henry. Versus the Las Vegas Raiders, his DraftKings salary is four thousand one hundred. You like the good? You going with Fabs on this one, or are you fading Fabs? I'm fading Fabs here. I actually am against this particular uh, player in this particular spot. I think the Raiders' defense has been playing a lot better of late, and also there's been complete steam out here in Vegas uh, to the opposite side, to the Raiders' side um, right now, because the uh, Chargers, as much as Justin Herbert has been playing well, but it looks like I believe that the guy that you want to be owning or maybe targeting in that game from the Chargers' perspective is most likely Mike Williams. I think that's the guy that he's more locked into right now. Hunter Henry is a guy that I would actually fade. I think there's some better options at the uh, tight end position as much as that really, uh, you know, pains me to say, and it sounds crazy to say it, arguably the weakest position, but I'd rather have more of a dart throw and save that money um, rather than paying up, you know, for 4,100 right now on Hunter Henry. So for me, I would actually be passing him. I'll be fading fabs on this one. What do you think, Bill? I'm fading fabs too. I mean, where are the touchdowns for Hunter Henry this year? Justin Herbert, the quarterback, the rookie sensation for the Chargers has – 13 touchdowns in the last four games. Hunter Henry has one touchdown all season long. The guy's not getting into the end zone. Herbert is is targeting his wide receivers a lot more. I think with Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and, and you know, some of the, what is his name? Justin Gayton. Uh, is it Gayton? Guyton. Guyton, I'm sorry. Uh, Justin Guyton. I, I think Hunter Henry's become like the fourth option for him. Jalen Jalen Guyton, not Justin. So yeah, nah. The, the Hunter Henry, the Hunter Henry uh, disappointment has been real. I think if Tyrod Taylor was still the quarterback, I think you would have uh, you know, the the Hunter Henry guys would have seen more production. But uh, with Justin Herbert, I think that's kind of out the window, Frankie. So uh, I definitely agree with you guys on that one. Same position, tight end. We go to Tennessee. Jono Smith versus the Bears this week. DraftKings price, Frankie, is thirty nine hundred dollars. You going with a fading Fabs? Once again, I'm fading Fabs here. I, I'm, I'm not in love with the player. I'm not in love with his recent production. As we see, if we look, you know, just a little bit right now, he has less than five fantasy points in three consecutive games. He's struggling also for targets. You know, it looks like right now, this offense right now in the passing game, it's A.J. Brown and it's Corey Davis, a guy that a lot of fantasy owners had left dead and buried, you know, last season. And he's coming back and emerging and getting, you know, solid production right now. He's one of the guys that I actually would be looking to acquire off your waiver wire if you can because it looks like he's available in almost 45 percent of leagues so guys if if you got Corey Davis available out there right now with all the struggles right now with some of these positions as well as you know guys like Cooper Cup being on the uh on the bye this week and then you got you know injuries out out there with maybe Calvin Ridley missing this week guys if you got the opportunity go out there and get Corey Davis but for me I'm fading fabs I am not a fan of John U. Smith especially against his Bears defense that is somewhat stingy against the tight ends and I 
I just don't believe right now that, you know, Ryan Tannehill, he's not locked in on his tight ends. He's locked in, he's locked in right now on using A.J. Brown and his and, and Davis. And I think that his wideouts are the guys that you want. So for me, John O. Smith, sorry, Fabs. That's a fade. I'm going to sound personal, Bill. Yeah, I'm fading Frankie on this one, actually, because Ooh. the Bears have allowed a tight end to score in uh, each of their last two games. I do think Ryan Tannehill and company had one of their worst outings of the season last week in Cincinnati. Look for Mike Vrabel to get that offense back up and running uh, against the Chicago Bears, who do have a good defense. But I think the Titans are going to come out and show why they're still one of the best teams in the AFC. Thought you was about to hop back in there, Frankie. Nah, I'll let Bill have his little bit of spot there. We'll, 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 we'll revisit this next week and we'll see what Janu Smith produces. But for me, at thirty nine hundred, it's still too pricey. If you told me I was getting him for a thousand or nineteen hundred in that range, sure, I'll take a chance on him. But for thirty nine hundred, I know that there's no way they would make that kind of correction with him. But right now, for a guy who's gone one for thirteen, one for nine, and two for twenty nine against the Steelers the Houston Texans and the Bengals in a, in a plus matchup last week against the Bengals. And they can, and he can't, you know, put up another stinker. That's three consecutive weeks of stinkers right now. And right now, like I said, all the targets are being locked into his star wide receivers. And I don't see right now where those red zone targets are going to come for John Smith right now. And in addition, it looks like the text, the tight, uh, excuse me, the Titans are struggling a little bit along their offensive line. And uh, a couple of spots I saw, it looked like John Smith was be also being asked to stay in and block on a certain amount of routes that, you know, previously early in the season when he was putting up better, better fantasy stats and being targeted eight times, five times, seven times, on those routes that he was running previously down the field in passing patterns, he's now being asked to stay in and I'm not, you know, and block and help chip at times and he's not getting down the field. So that's also a little bit more of a concern for me. But we'll wait and see. We'll see which one of us is right, me or Bill, next week. But for me, John U. Smith, listen, guys, it's it's a tight end position. You can always throw a dart and find a guy. All right, is Logan, is Logan Thomas that guy, Bill? No, Logan, we, listen. If I'm going to argue yes for Johnny Smith and Frankie's going to argue yeah. no, he better not be arguing yes for Logan Thomas. I mean, let's let, let's get it, let's get something straight here. Logan Thomas is playing for the Washington football team, and I know that he had maybe one or two games to start the year, but I'm not putting Logan Thomas in my lineup. The Giants look good. Their defense looked good against the Buccaneers, who I think are one of the best teams in the NFL. Now, if you're going to point to the fact that Thomas scored in the last two games, yeah, he scored against the Giants and he scored against the Cowboys. I think the Giants' defense now is a lot different than they were just three short weeks ago. Frankie, um, I, I, I think you, you, like you said, you like to take those dart throws at tight end. So I think Logan Thomas for the DraftKings price of uh, thirty-seven hundred dollars is something that you're going to fade Fabs on. Yeah, Corey, I wish that you could see me right now. I'd be doing something that one of your favorite players does. Feed me, feed me, feed me, feed me. <laughs> I'll be buying. I would definitely buy on. I'm 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 not fading fabs here. I, I'm in agreement, and I'll tell you why. He has no less than four targets in any game. As bad as that offense is. Now I know he's put up some stinkers. He only had one reception, you know, in consecutive games, but in the last two games, he's found the end zone against this New York Giants team. Two weeks ago, three for 42 and a touchdown. So we know that he's going to be familiar and with that defense right now. And maybe, listen, the Giants defense did play well, but Gronk did start to eat in the second half there. I don't believe that the uh, that the you know the Redskins will be able to move the ball as much on the ground because I think, the, uh, as Bill alluded to, the Giants defense is waking up right now a little bit. Hey, shocker. It looks like Leonard Williams all of a sudden is actually wanting to play football again, something he didn't want to do for the New York Jets as a bust of a first-round 
Yeah, exactly. He wants that money. So now he's playing that run real strong. He's not getting after the passer as much as, as a lot of people would probably envision. And hopefully, I think what he's envisioning to get that big payday at that defensive line position. But he's definitely becoming more stout against the run and putting his nose in there, something that he was not willing to do against the Jets. He would just get, you know, take on double teams and more or less just get pushed four or five yards down the field and really was never existent. So I think that that's actually going to help the, you know, a possibility of Logan Thomas in this game and maybe once again find the red zone. But the thing that the reason why I would buy on him and not fade him here and agree with Fabs is because less, no less than four targets from a tight end position. I don't know if there's a lot of tight ends out there right now at his price point of 3,700 that could say that he's had no less than four. That's a decent amount of targets and arguably a complete crapshoot, for lack of a better word, position when choosing, especially when Shea playing not only in season long, but in DFS. It's hard to really target those guys, you know, that guy, unless you're willing to pay up for a guy like Travis Kelsey. Unfortunately, you can't pay up anymore for, for George Kittle because he's going to be gone. Zach Ertz is out of the picture. So this whole position is just absolutely a mess. But if you're going to tell me I can get a guy who's real cheap, with the possibility of a team that most likely won't be able to run as well, and maybe he'll be forced to throw, I actually believe that a tight end with no less than four targets, if you told me I'm guaranteed to get four targets and he's already scored against them once this year, only two weeks ago, I'll take my chances. All right, now let's get ready to hop up and get up on out of here. But, Bill, I'll give this one to you. The other day on the SI Gambling Podcast, we went via the DraftKings Sportsbook to look at teams' odds to win the NFC, to yeah. be the champions of the NFC, right? So, Frankie took a long shot with Arizona. With the Cardinals, I believe that Ben came in ah, with the Seattle Seahawks. Where Chalk. are you at to win the NFC? Chalk. <laughs> yeah, I, I will pick the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at plus 275. If you don't want me to pick the favorites. <laughs> then... I knew that was coming, Chalk. <laughs> Listen, I I, th- I believe that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are a top three team in the league. It's the it's the Chiefs, it's the Steelers, and the Bucks. So if I can get positive odds at plus 275, I'm not going to fade that bet just because Frankie's over there chirping chalk, 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 chalk. I think the Bucs are going to win the NFC. If you're telling me that I, if I can pick any other team except Tampa Bay, I'll probably go with the Saints at plus 650. Man, I always love the idea of having Bill, Bill be like the you know, grab the bull, you get the horns. You mess with the bull, you mess with Bill, you get the horns. Instead, all of a sudden, all we're getting is square head Bill. And I'm, like, <laughs> I'm listening. I'm not gonna. I'm not, I I think the Bucks are a top three team in the league. Why wouldn't I take them at plus two seventy five? They're the best team in the NFC. Who's Why? better than them? The Packers. They just I, wiped the. They just wiped the floor with the Packers two weeks ago. The Saints. We'll see what happens this week. <sighs> I'm going to show my age here. I'm going to show my age here. But you know what? While you're talking right now, all I'm envisioning is Max Hedrum. I don't know why. Oh, like a big back to the 80s with Max Hedrum. <laughs> I mean, like a square head, a square box, the old boob tube TVs. And there's Bill right there. Square. Who did you take? Who did you take? I'm going Arizona, for a price. I'm taking Arizona. 13 to 1. I'm taking a shot, guy. I want value. Value. Give me value. While you're getting value, I'm getting paid. <laughs> yeah, what a what a forty three year old quarterback who if he takes who cares money. they're gonna win it. Frankie, they wipe the floor with the Packers. Okay, the Saints might give them a little bit of run for their money. The Seahawks they can't rush the passer. They can't stop anyone on defense. It's Tampa Bay. All right, there we go, right there. All right, so let's get ready to get up on out of here for my guys, Frankie and Bill. I'm Corey Parson, the fantasy executive. It's been Bull Market Fantasy, brought to you by DraftKings. Don't forget to win your bets throughout the course of the week. You need to sign up for 
SI Fantasy Pro. That's where you get the Vegas Whispers information and get involved with the Vegas Whispers community. And for you fantasy fans, SI Fantasy Plus, second half of the season is here. It's time to put the rubber to the road to talk ready to win these championships. For Bill and Frankie, Fantasy Exec, we out.